fucking real. Blessing all these hoes, this shit is spirit. shit is spirit. I can't do no dirty bitch, grass off the cereal. Plus I'm dripped in all this gold, I feel imperial. I feel imperial. I'm feeling marvelous. I just copped a new drop today. Let's welcome you to the world's welfare's greatest podcast in the world. Okay, Charles, what's up? So, black mom, white dad, white dad, black mom. Mm-hmm. When do we decide <laughs> on the blackness? Is this is this skin tone or how who which parent? <laughs> oh, we already have to do it. I don't know. We we just we just okay, got into the floor. With me personally, attitude. Yeah, I'm a skin tone cat for sure. Like. That's, we'll, that's we'll, take, we'll, we'll take that's it from there. We'll take it from there. Like, I, I'm, I'm truly a skin tone. South, how do you feel? Um, shit. That's kind of action, attitude, racial, attitude, or? attitude, actions for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, attitude, actions. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I'm not mad at anybody. But I feel like you can tell what it is. White, white mom, black dad, or, or black. Um, Black mom, dad. Yeah. white dad, by the actions and the attitude. But see, that's why I don't think so. I think no. I think that's why that's why I've been, I've been I've been I've uh, been got too many times. So mm. at this point, I'm you just going got? with. Yeah, I've been got. <laughs> what, Charles? I've been that's got, crazy. I've been got, I've been like, oh which, yeah, your which, mom is your mom is black, right? Oh, okay. And then it's like, no, my mom's white. I'm like, wow. Regular people or celebrity? <laughs> More regular people. Celebrities, I don't give a fuck. They're yeah, fair like, enough. They're, fair they're, enough. They're doing, they're what? Doing, <laughs> no, no, I feel them. Like when I found out. Um, Chris Humphrey's dad was black. I was like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, wow. Learn something new every, every day. I was like, okay, Kim Kardashian. Kim, Kim Kardashian makes sense. She has a type. I get it now. Yeah, I was. Like, like, I oh, you got a black daddy? Yeah. She was like, I'm not straying far from the gene pool that mm-hmm. far. So I get it. I get it. I get it. So like, everyone has a thing. You're so Persian. Um, uh, from the Caucasus Mountains up there somewhere. Yeah, come on now. I don't know if they're Persian. Persian. He's like from Kazakhstan. I mean Kardashian. He's from Kardashian alone. That's Persian. That's Is it Persian? I think it's Persian adjacent. Listen, it was Persian. Bro, I don't even go to old century stuff. Like, stay in this century. Like, I feel geography. So, I'm not a. Actually, I'm with him. I'm like, I'm good on history, geography. Is like, yeah. I couldn't even really tell you what pressure is. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, it used to be the USSR. If we get more reason. All right, now we're done. All right, All right so we got DJ Jordan Jetson. Make some fucking noise, one time. As you can see, we should have been talking about music or something, but we're talking about gene pools and people's parents biracial. It's a regular conversation. I'm you know, just good days. Um, I will call him Howard's finest DJ, but I don't know. If it, are you still allowed to have that title? Um, years removed? I, I won the competition. It's okay. to, my, to my knowledge, it's still going. Uh-huh. So it's passed down. But I, I won my year for sure. You know. Okay. Yeah. I, I just you know I don't I don't want to be disrespectful. No. I, don't know, I don't want no issues. They say like men are mad messy, so I didn't want to start nothing where like someone clippers would be like this nigga say he how was best DJ. At is this beef? point, is there DJ beef? Well, here's the thing. I wanted to say. Well, okay, okay. Later, let's, but let, no, it's let's fine. Get let, let's just flow. Yeah, let's just flow, man. Let's, Let's just flow. So, so here's the here's the first thing. Oh, here's the first thing. Um, I'm a grown ass man. If anybody has a problem with me at this point about some shit that happened to Howard, we have nothing to talk about. They have a, they have a one sided problem. Um, I can respect that. I, that's all I'm saying, bro. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. yeah. A long time. Like this is this is I got here. That's why I even started. You know how I started. I was, yeah. like, I was like, I don't want to just. You, know, you are good. You might be past that. You might be. No, nah, it's called. It's all good. It happened. Um, <laughs> it happened. 
I, I made it out. I got the degree. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy about that. Oh, um, see, you know, it's just like I, <laughs> all the praises for that. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. I mean, I couldn't pull a Diddy. You know what I'm saying? He did one year and then hit stardom. You know what I'm saying? It happened for him. You know, but uh, it's, it's still coming for you. Yeah, of course, of course. We're moving every day, progressing every okay. day. Um, okay. So yeah, if if how it should happen, I won my year for sure. Okay. By far. Um, like I said, to my knowledge is still going. So to whoever has a title now, congratulations. I love that. So yeah. before we get to Howard, there's a long way. Like your life doesn't just start at Howard. You yeah. know, even though you you've been in the some people's does. <laughs> Not mine. Wow. Uh, you've been in the You've been in the DMV like area, <laughs> DC area like for quite it. some time now. Yeah. So, but you you have a, so we'll get to you know I, we like said we got DJ beef, we got questions, we got a lot of things. But before we get there. <laughs> Tell us before you ble- you blessed the North with your your presence because you you a down south cat. Yeah, I'm using a lot of hand motion. I am. I don't I know. Am. Why. Um, so funny enough, actually born in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Yes. Oh, so you was so you off your it's you a, off your like ludicrous. We got a yeah. lot. We got a lot going on in my family. My my my, uh, my direct bloodline started or, or started off in Mississippi. Okay. And then follow everybody to Chicago. There we go. I was born there. By the time I was born, let's say I might have been, it was less than a year. Mm-hmm. It was less than a year that I was there. My uh, my great grandma was just she was sick of the winter, so um, my uncle built her a house in uh, Cobb County, Georgia. Shout out Cobb, um, and we followed her, and so that's where it starts down south. But I went back every summer. My grand my great grandmother. We moved with my great grandmother. My grandmother stayed. In Chicago, okay. she moved a little bit more south side, um, and I visited every every summer. So I got the I got the best of both worlds. If you ask me for real, wow, that's a very very interesting. So that's some real great migration history shit, right? <laughs> no, know, for real. You know, you know, like for you real, know, you got you got it, you got it all down pat. You like we the hit here, boom boom boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you out on the west coast too, or um, we haven't been to the west coast yet. Right. It's coming though. I got way too many people out there at this point. Um, it's just either time or money, man. Time. Money, either either money calling here or I just I'm just booked up, you know. So it's it's very soon, probably before the end of the year, maybe. Okay, you play everything right. So Chicago and Atlanta. So I'm guessing those are the foundations of your musical experiences, pretty much. But it was kind of it was kind of different too. I mean, at the same time I was riding in the car as a kid, listening to Outkast. We were, you know, 30 minutes down the road and we were listening to Jay-Z. So it's like my mom had a really big influence on my music, too. She liked a lot of up north guys. So Jay-Z, she loves uh, Jada Kiss. Um, she loves Southern rap just as much. But those were her guys. You know what I'm saying? So we listened to a lot of that. And then riding with other people, same time, like I said, Outkast, uh, Goody Mob, um, shit, everybody. A lot of T.I. as well. Um, so yeah, I got the literally the best of both worlds. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. When would you say you started DJ? Um, twenty fifteen. Um, 
So it wasn't until I got to Howard, funny enough. Mm-hmm. I've always had a love for music. Um, growing up, I tried a lot of different things, rapping, producing. Yeah, because I saw you, like, you had some production. Mm-hmm. Like, so you seem to be inclined with music. So oh, yeah. What, what was, what was, were you going to be, you were going to be Metro Boomin at one point? Was, was, was I had a, the plan? I had a lot of dreams right. as a kid. At first, at first, my, uh, my first, like, I guess, musical goal, I wanted to be on 106 and Park on Freestyle Friday. That was like my first ever. You just going to bar niggas up? I was, that's, that's what I was planning. That's what I was planning. So if I actually. But no, here's the right funny now. part. So here's the funny part. No, no, no. You're not, you're not okay, getting a 16 right now. I had to make sure. You're not getting a 16 right now. I had to make sure. If you give me like two days. Fucking fool. No, but if you give me like two days, I might come up with something. I ain't going to say it's going to be hard, though. I can't say it's going to be hard. I can't say it's going to be hard. That's the thing I'm worried about. Like, if I ever get in the studio, I'm going to just waste niggas' time. Like, niggas going to be sitting there like, yo, you ready? I'm like, nah, not yet. Hold on, let me. So what if, hey, give me the two days, you going to come back and I'll be ready? Exactly. And now, hey, nigga, we got a bill for two days of studio time. I'm going to be like, damn, that's crazy. Where the label at? <laughs> nigga, we don't got no label. Damn, we did all this with no label? Like, shit. Um, <laughs> these, hours, these hours add up, nigga. Yeah, them hours add up. So, uh, but yeah, that Freestyle Friday was my first goal. That's where I really wanted to be at. I didn't understand the concept, though. So, like, I was a kid. I was might have been, like, eight, So, but I was writing got the raps. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? You. So, I, I didn't understand like, the point of a freestyle. I didn't... It didn't click to me. You didn't realize you thought they were like performing. I thought niggas was in the in the booth (laughs) first. And then they was like, that we taking this shit to 106 and Park, nigga, on Freestyle Friday. That would make sense for an eight-year-old. Oh yeah. It didn't click to me. But uh (laughs) at eight, my shit was decent at eight. I can't lie. I still remember the first one I like typed up. I had bad handwriting, so I typed it up. You typed it? I typed it. Like on the computer? Yeah. What year were you born? 95. You same age as my baby Zada. Yeah. You're not young. You old as hell. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny part. People keep telling me I'm young. Which I don't understand. I guess niggas niggas assume I'm older than I am just because of the size, which I understand. <laughs> niggas also assume I'm security in most places as well. Um it's fine. I get it. Um, do you not, it's not that like I don't know I don't deny that you get it, but like do you really understand? Like, She's hilarious. I'm not through the security of the DJ. Oh, yeah, I have to explain that multiple times. Um, shit, week? No, 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 last week. Um, stopped by Law Society to grab a check. Um, who was standing outside, just waiting for them to come bring it down. Niggas is giving you ID? Three girls, no. That has happened once. That happened at St. X. Um, three girls came up, and they're talking, like, trying to figure out what they about to do. And I hear them, but I'm just, like, minding my business. And she turned to me, is it lit in there? <laughs> And I said, oh, I don't know. I haven't gone in. I'm just, I'm just waiting on somebody. Is it a cover? How much is it? I said, oh, sorry. I don't work here. She's like, damn, my bad. I'm assuming this shit. <laughs> then the third, they start walking in. The third girl, like, you ain't asked him? She's like, bitch, I just said he don't work here. I was like, okay. I got my check and I'm like, I respect that. Uh, I, listen, you, you, I have I have so many theories right now. I'm not even gonna go into like five of them, but please just, do. No, it's just the that like you have more than five. Big. I, my, I have one theory that like bigger men just like, what have to have a certain level of like humor to get through life. Like, Absolutely. You could have easily been offended on four to five different 
grand levels, but you were just like, this is my life. I think a much a, a, a bigger part of it. I've been big, like, but also like outside of it, I'm a cool ass nigga. That's true. That's the thing. Being cool is far more important than if you're big or not, because there's mad skinny niggas who are annoying as fucking hell. Bro, come on. Like, I be telling, God, telling you every day, like, yeah. But here's the thing. The but they they be letting skinny niggas get away with shit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have another thing that we're we're. <laughs> we're <laughs> as a skinny look, is the skinniest nigga in here. It's crazy, man. Um, here's my here's my theory. Right, like we're saying. we're still like we're still really like just cave people. So like at the end of the day, we have like yes, real um animalistic views on life. So the taller and the bigger you are, the more we expect from you as far as like protection and security. So Nigga. like in every situation when there's a fight, I'm sure everyone looks at you like and you like, nigga, what the fuck you want me to do? But that's just how yes. humans' minds are wired. No, like, you're right. As much as people want to act like they're super progressive, they's like, oh, he's big, so he should be able to take care of everything. He must be whooping ass. You know, it's, yeah. it's just a, it's a general consensus yeah, that, that you're the guy. Not that you're the music lover who's about to make us dance all night. That's not the thought process. No, nah, it doesn't. It, that that is not the first thought. That's at all. that's so nasty. But let's get back to Georgia for a little. So nasty. Um, <laughs> Producing, you thought you were gonna be little bow wow, but that yeah, is yeah, that didn't happen. Thought I thought I was gonna I be Metro Boomin. Because I was I was holding that in for so long. When he said when I was eight years old, I was like, come on, bro. I definitely thought I was gonna, gonna be little bow wow. I definitely thought I was gonna be little bow wow. That didn't happen. It's okay. Uh thought I was gonna be Metro Boomin. Didn't happen. He came in your city too and took over. Relax, bro. He can do whatever he wants. That's fine. Oh, my bad. No, 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 it's fine. I'm not tripping over Shad Moss. <laughs> but, uh, I love but yeah. he just sent shots. He definitely How said, is that a shot? That's a nigga name. Said, you definitely said he can't even send it to God. That's a nigga name. <laughs> You're devious. Hey, niggas, niggas need to go in Atlanta and do whatever. They already doing whatever they're doing. I've been to Atlanta a few times. Atlanta's no, no, super lit. I fuck with Atlanta crazy. <laughs> Atlanta's yeah. a vibe, man. Atlanta's family. My, last time I was in Atlanta, I was with one of my homies. He was like, they have a DJ everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I, wear, I was like, oh, so so y'all, I was yeah. like, you must have been doing this in like high school, right? Because like this is what y'all do. It there. just, uh, it didn't click. Uh, rapping, I spent the most time on. You know. Mm, okay. Um, so you were serious about this rap thing? Um, was it like making music? Music? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so here's the thing. It was at the time that this was happening. You uh, came up doing like all the groups in Atlanta. There you too. go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Atlanta at the time, at the time this was happening, yeah. it was like high school. It was a couple of niggas older than us. Yeah. I mean, but right, it, it right. led into everybody kind of doing music. Shot the guy was one of the So who was, yeah, who, who was in, not maybe your high school, maybe your high school, or like the, the neighborhood high school, that high school adjacent that we're, that you're about to tell us was like, uh, is offset now. Like, give me that person. Uh, Lil Yachty. He went to your school? I went to my high school. Yeah, he was, uh, well, I was a senior. He was a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. And then I think I graduated, and by freshman, sophomore year yeah, he was, was when it was picking up. But he had been he had been rapping, you know, way before that. And I think it, it literally, in Atlanta at the time, we had, like, 2-9, we had Key, uh, we had Father, we had all, all of Awful Records, we had McConan. We had those people that kind of just, that's what, you know, started booming that, that new Atlanta wave. So it was kind of looking at these guys, knowing they're down the street from us, and just like, oh, we can do this too. 
And then so I had everyone was doing that. I had yeah, pretty much. A lot of people had it. And then um I had I had friends at the time, uh shout out my brother Motorsport. That's my lifetime producer if I ever do get back into rapping. Um but he had got into producing way earlier and but he didn't he didn't let niggas know at first. And then as we start making more music, I was like, this nigga cold. I still got some beats from him from like two thousand eight that are better than some shit in twenty twenty three. Mm. He won't. He won't. He won't agree that. And I never release him. And before he fight me or something. But yeah, I, I, I'll put that up there. So yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of people in the city that were inspiring to tell niggas that this shit is possible. You don't need the label. You don't need you know anything else. And just do you and rap. That's lit. Uh, I'm, I knew a lot of your family and all them didn't. He's from a different age. Group. It was yeah. So it was a di- it was a bit of a different age group. So like we I mean, we were aware earlier. Yeah, when he was eight. <laughs> that is yeah, that is the part. So like they, but they weren't the music that we were looking to for inspiration. <laughs> yes, that way it's you know what I mean? It's different moment yeah. with that time. We were we were hot with the new shit that was coming out. So that you was just said he no, you're good. And to die. Oh, because listen, he likes keep like that. A lot of Atlanta, like he put me onto a lot of like at the time the underground like. The guys you're talking about, yeah, like yeah. I didn't listen. If it wasn't like, if it wasn't Jeezy, you hear? Yeah. If it wasn't Jeezy or Gucci, like I was, you know, Atlanta is cool. But like, yeah. So right. the so it's Gucci just and it's just like same Atlanta, same Atlanta, different team. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's it. And that's what I learned from him. So I'm like, because <laughs> I'm one of them niggas who like there would be no 21 Savage without Key. Damn near, damn near. Keep it on, keep it on. A lot of niggas gave a lot of niggas inspiration. Mm-hmm. Still, niggas using some flows that he been had in 2011. He ghost wrote for some niggas. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So you're in Atlanta. I always, I'm, I know a lot of randomly, randomly a lot of people from Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they talk about high school in Atlanta, like how I think my high school situation was. But in retrospect, it was kind of cool. Yeah, y'all had a lot of fun. Take yeah. me back to like some of the funnest things you you remember, or though those times in Atlanta, and you like, damn, we was in high school having it the fuck up. So here's where a bit of the difference comes in for me. My high school wasn't that crazy. So we were in we were in the city for a bit, but we didn't stay long. So we went kind of 20 minutes on a good day um, northwest from the city. So we were in we were in uh, closer to Stone Mountain, not that far up. Um, so we were we were close to the city, but not in the city. Um, and that's kind of how my family liked it, which I totally understand now that I'm an adult. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so my high school wasn't nothing crazy for the most part. I mean, we had the same shit that everybody had. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, though, from my experience, I lived with my great grandma. So <laughs> I was pretty sheltered for the most part. Mm-hmm. But that is what led to me doing so many like creative projects. Cause nine out of ten I was in the crib. You know mm. what I mean? Um kept me out of trouble. I can't I can't say it didn't work now, you know, I'm still alive to this day. Uh rest mm-hmm. of soul, man. Love my great grandma. She's she's an amazing person. Um but oh, yeah, okay. she would I was, I'd be in that house. She, I mean, I at the time at the time. Um, so no cascades for you. You wasn't. You wasn't. Definitely. Asked about it. Um, <laughs> asked about it. Get my mama. My mama would be like, "Yeah, okay." And then, cause she wasn't. She wanted me to get out and have more things. But then, like, it'd be like the day of my my great grandma would be like, "I had a dream." <laughs> 
So everyone, grandma, okay. Everybody, grandma's the same. Say, no. Everybody, grandma's the same. Through cultures and everything, they, they all and then, have And then my mom would be like, good. like, look, you, yeah. you, 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 don't you know how this goes. Don't stress her out. Come on now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. She had a dream. I love that. Every- a lot of the wild shit I seen happen up here. Um, <laughs> and then when I went back to Atlanta, I saw some wild shit happening there. But after seeing some wild shit up here, I was like, oh. This damn near normal. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. Howard's finest DJ year, 2000. Um, Howard's finest 2016? 2016. Just to make sure. I think. That was a good year. I, I want to say 2016. Yeah, Howard's finest 2016. That was a really good year, man. Good times. Um, But, yes, Howard. So, when you get to Howard's campus, what made you say, hey, I want to DJ now? Um, still had that love for music. Wasn't really into rapping anymore. I ran out of shit to talk about. What do you mean? Um, From Atlanta, you came up north. You getting the biddies? Come on, bro. I wasn't. Yeah, but I wasn't like robbing niggas or selling drugs. <laughs> I, I like. Bang, I was. Gra- I was graduating and going to Howard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Which back in 2012, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is now. Apparently, they raising requirements and shit. But back then, niggas was like, oh, you could have your Kendrick flow. Could I? That nigga used too many words. I didn't. I didn't have that much to say. I didn't want to rap. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to rap for real. I think. I think the. I think the. I think the craziest part. You got it. I understand. But back then, that nigga was using a lot of words. Listen, when he said that, I knew exactly what he meant. So I really felt it. But tell me. But tell me if I'm lying. That's what I'm saying. Everything you're saying is very true. I was a fan. I'm a fan of Kendrick. I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick. But he was using a lot of fucking words. He was one of them niggas that you couldn't memorize the lyrics to. You sitting there looking at him. That's why with the white and you like that's that's why when the white cousins was going crazy at the concert, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know, and you know that, that shit used to piss me off. Because white people Kendrick, white people don't have you. shit else to do but study black I people. You. I love you, Kendrick, but when he used to let the people it was like 2012, 13, he used to let them come to concerts and go crazy. I just be like, Kendrick, stop this shit now. Like if you don't bring some brain a little white boy up on stage talking about hey can I say can I can I say the word can I say the word oh yeah that, that and you know back then it was like yeah nigga say it <laughs> what the fuck are we doing can you let that happen at the concert I don't remember but that definitely he definitely someone definitely asked I'm gonna have to I, I yeah, need a fact check I need a fact check I really think it was him yeah it was somebody but I, but he was definitely bringing up and there was no the backseat freestyle yeah and that shit was pissing me off cause I love that song Great but song. I can never do it like why why does white cuz just know all the lyrics I'm tired running out of breath <laughs> you you feel me Y'all yeah, think it's been good today. Good game. But um, so DJ, you're on here. Yeah, yeah. you're vibing. Um, what was DC like when you first got here? DC, for, so for the most part, I didn't see anything crazy. Um, Thug like two. my freshman year. Um, but I wasn't really outside that much. But my my family, my mother and my grandmother went to Howard as well. So they oh. already told me what to expect. Oh, so you're a Howard alone. I'm this, third this is... third generation okay. bison. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so I, I didn't have no other choices but to go to Howard. <laughs> Even if I got declined, we were going to get there one way or another. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 20, 2014 is when she started picking up. Um, I just, I meet, you know, a group of friends that become my lifelong brother at this point. Shout out Izzy and Milo. And, um, I just start going out more. You know what I'm saying? Um, Izzy, 
was a host at the time, um, pretty much doing everything on campus. He drags me to my first, like, house party, like, actual house party. You know, niggas go over to a house and be like, 10 niggas smoking. That's not really a party. No, um, you're talking about peak house party vibes. Right, no, but no, an actual house party. Yeah. So because he was hosting, he was like, all right, come with me. We're standing behind a DJ booth. And I assume, I in my head, I think I had the same thought that everybody has watching it for the first time. Oh, that should look easy. That nigga just, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that DJ ended up being uh, another one of my brothers, uh, Cam. He was DJing. He taught me the basics, right? And, I mean, from there, after learning counts and learning when to drop shit, I was kind of just like, he was kind of like, all right, it's, it's on you. And then from there, I borrowed, uh, for some reason, one of my one of my homeboys who wasn't a DJ at all had a small DJ controller, borrowed that from him. And then I was in my room practicing with YouTube for a solid six, seven months. And then along came Howard's Hottest, and I said, you know what, let's do it. The six to seven months practicing, mm-hmm. how does that go about? It was fun for me. So out of rapping, out of producing, after everything else I had tried musically, this was the one that I felt the progress happening. Mm. Um, and I guess maybe it's because, you know, day to day, I was I was literally coming back from class, going straight to my room and, and starting that shit up. You um, thought Kanye three beats a day for three songs? Damn near. I was, I was at least putting in at least an hour, two hours a day um, in between, you know, grabbing meals and shit in class. So... But I was having fun with it. Um, it felt like the, it literally felt the progress happening. Um, so yeah, I just kept What is kept the one it. DJ maybe, cause I, I don't wanna be disrespectful and call it a trick or like skill, but what's the one thing, like, is it when you learn to scratch, it was like, oh. Scratch, I have a lot of fun scratching. So I think it was that. But then I guess it wasn't only scratching or doing like my first scratch, it was like going to YouTube and seeing all the different types of scratches. Yeah, this shit. You teach learn more and more. Like this shit is different, different uh, types of scratches. Yeah, different bass scratching and transitioning the songs. I do. I do. That sometimes. shit is effortless and it's very clean. <laughs> I like that I a lot. I, I, didn't I, like that I wanted to know the different types of scratches. <laughs> I just wanted to give you an example. I mean, two uh, two of my two of the easiest ones to understand. Uh, baby scratch is literally when you go okay. back and forth. <laughs> And then uh, transform is basically when you're pushing the this forward, and with the crossfader you're doing this motion. So, da, 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 da. And what is the crossfader? Cross. What is a crossfader? Crossfader is literally the uh, fader in the middle that goes left to right, and it switches from deck one to deck two. Song one to song two. Fair enough. I like that. I like yeah. that. So, we're. Practicing six to seven months. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't want people to. To. Be, I didn't want to be out in public and people say I suck. So who else is knowing you're doing this? Does anyone? Izzy, Milo. Mm. Anybody who just stopped by my room by that time. I had a. I had a really large room. I was an RA at this point, sophomore mm. year. So I had, a, I had a pretty big room. Uh, so anybody that stopped by my room and saw it on my dresser, I was like, "Oh, you're DJ?" And I was just like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want them to like, no, it was kind of like being Batman. I it was like, I really didn't want niggas to know, you know what I'm saying? Just in case I go like, out. All right, my day. Yeah. Making these fucking so then, my night. <laughs> after, after Howard's hottest, some niggas didn't <laughs> really didn't even know. Sick, but he's right. Nigga, he's right. This nigga said Batman, not me. How are you he's say, he's right. Sick. He's this right. This nigga said I had the big ass RA room, <laughs> and then I'm chilling because listen, every RA I know is either. 
super whack or super cool. So they either doing something fucking annoying as fuck and mm -hmm. like always in their room at night and like, uh, why are you guys making noise? Mm -hmm. Or they cool as fuck and like my policy was on their own shit. My policy was it's like if shit. you make me do my job, I'm gonna do my job. <laughs> so if you if you're being stupid and you're leading the clues right to you, I'm gonna have to do my job. I love that. That's all it was, and then they understood me. Most I don't. I don't like. I don't want to do fucking reports. How <laughs> much fucking paperwork that is, bro? I'm over here trying. Student A <laughs> entered the room at approximately like I don't want to do that shit, dog. So yeah, my floor understood it. Um, a couple niggas had to learn it, unfortunately. <laughs> It just is what it is. It is what it is. So we're in this joint. We scratching, baby scratch, mm -hmm. trans transform scratch. Uh, transform scratching. We're making mixes more. Um, I had a lot of fun making mixes. Um, I spent a lot of time on SoundCloud at that time too, so I was just ripping shit. I you I love when people help me, and you've been helping me a lot. Yeah. What is the music or song or genre of thing you got introduced to? during this kind of exploration learning stage that you were like, oh my God. I think I was DJ I was just DJing with songs that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So if it was something that I already had on SoundCloud, it was something that I saw on SoundCloud. Um, of course, you know, you could just rip that shit off and add the MP3. Um, I was throwing it in there. So I think one of my, I think my first mix, which was DSIC, which is didn't see it coming. It was it was clever to me, but in the, in, in the end, it didn't really make sense. Um, I just added a whole bunch of songs that I liked at that moment, and I had a lot of fun with it. Like Window Shopper was in there by Fifty Cent, and then I like. I uh, what's the man transitioned that into at the time uh, Post Malone did a cover of it of Window Shopper. I would have never heard of that. Yeah, and it's I think it's still on SoundCloud. I think so. It's but it was called like Mood or something like that. Um, but it was cool, and it was just it was just shit that I was listening to at the time that was fun. That's I think that's what helped made it fun for me. At the time, I was DJing really for myself. I knew I had a decent music taste. I knew people liked to listen to what I listened to, so I think that's what really like helped solidify it. Like this is something that's not only enjoyable but a skill that I can learn. Is that why you were able to see the progression in what you were doing? Is because it was actually fun to you? I think so too. I think so too. Um, now I think now as after being in it for so long, it's still fun. Don't get me wrong; I still love this shit with the to the, to the core of my heart. Um, but it is I see more of the business side. When I first started off, there was no business. You know what I'm saying? So I literally I didn't even want to put DJ in my name at first because I didn't feel like I was actually a DJ. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was just Jetson, and I was just. Somebody who was either making mixes, making mashups, shit like that, and just having fun with it, releasing creations for people to see. That's all right. Yeah. We finished the six to seven months. We do our performance. Yeah. You win. <laughs> what is the first thing you, that goes in your mind after you realize that, like, oh, shit, I'm the best DJ? I was nervous as fuck on that stage, man. That was the first time I had done anything like battle performance-wise in any sense. 
because um, essentially it was three DJs. Each DJ had the five minute set, and you had three judges um, that were from the you know music industry uh, at the same time. One of those judges was DJ Chubby Swag, um, who was like my brother for life now. Really taught me a lot about the game. Um, yes, he was. Uh, so yeah, I was on the stage nervous as fuck. I win, I get the trophy. Um, all my friends are there, everybody happy. I meet them like outside. And then I get home and I sit down. And I'm like, damn, this shit really just happened. And so I think that was the moment where I said, okay, this is more than a hobby. This is now something. I think I can put the DJ in front of my name now. Okay. So when was the first thing you booked after that? The first thing I booked after that was actually my first and last free gig at the time. <laughs> so it was um, two of my residents had thrown a house party. Or sorry, former residents. They had moved out by then. Uh, former residents had thrown a house party. Uh, and the reason it was free was because it was for a friend of them who had like some financial aid situation. And they were just trying to help them, you know, basically just get over um, so they threw like kind of like a benefit house party. Um, I was closing, and it was like a two-hour set, and damn near everybody showed up. I was nervous as fuck then, too. This one was funny because uh, it was a house party, so of course it was like some upperclassmen that they rented the shit out for them. Um, the upperclassmen were, I guess, there. I didn't know that much, but they were just there. So uh, I'll never forget. I DJ for like 25 minutes, and then... I played One Dance by Drake. And at the time, that shit was out of there. It was the one. It was the song at the time. Uh, a nigga was catching ass and <laughs> fell into a window and broke it. One of the owners or renters of the house was outside and got pissed. She lost her shit. She immediately came in the door and said, everybody get the fuck out. And she started clearing people out in that little area. And then it just spread because, you know, you see a, you see somebody going off in the party. Like, oh, shit. She got over to my hearing of sight. And it was like, yo, yo, wait, turn her down. And then she shut down the whole party. So I DJ for 25 minutes before what was supposed to be a two-hour set for free. And that was my first and last free gig. So, you 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 made it very clear that you don't do free gigs. I, 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 I've seen that already in the yeah. in the in the storytelling. So, with that being said, <laughs> uh, why the emphasis on that is, 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 is? Let me let me guess. They're they're trying to get over on the DJs. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, all the time, all the time. Um, even before the pandemic, DJing was becoming more and more easily accessible because technology is evolving and, you know, things are opening up and, you know, uh, there's a lot of, like, entry-level stuff you can get started with. I mean, as you can see now, we have a lot of people that just have, you know, the basic standard DJ controller that, you know, 250 or whatever it costs now, and um, they just do mashups or content for TikTok. Perfectly fine. Um, at the time, it was my first and last free gig, um, as it kept going and I realized, you know, the business side of it, like I was talking about, uh, there are people who try to underpay you. There are those same moments that I think a lot of creative professionals run into where people are like, oh, well, this is a lot of exposure for you. 
this would be great for your brand. This would do that. This, you know, so and so, and it's not. Instead of trying to compensate. Instead of trying to compensate. That's crazy. Yeah. the The biggest deal after that first and last free gig I made was for <laughs> was for another house party for some of my former residents, and I think I did 150 in a pan of chicken. <laughs> you fuck with your former residents. One. Yeah. Two. Pan of chicken. Yeah. One of my one of my residents was a really really good cook and it was proven. Okay. And even with minimal materials, it was proven. It was proven. You know, some niggas say like, "Oh yeah, he could cook," and they'd be like, "Oh, I could have made this myself." Um, he was good. He was great on the grill. Uh, he had a grill at his his new spot. And he was like, "Bro." Because at the time I was I was charging more than a little bit more than they could afford, and they understood that, and they didn't want to disrespect me, mm-hmm. so we got into bargaining. But that was also the first and last the barter time. system. That's your shit. The barter system. That, that is yeah, definitely. My they, shit. But they made it work. That's the thing. Yeah. Because like they weren't barter. You gotta make it work. Yeah, make it valuable that's for the, the person that you're bartering with. Yeah. The barter so system. we can't come to you with like. The thousand wings, that's not a thousand wings is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I figured they only gave you like a hundred back then. No, 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 no. They were so they were, um, they no, it was a pan, it was a a legit pan of of drumsticks, actual drumsticks. So it might have been like 15 drumsticks. Oh, grilled barbecue, uh, well, special, he had like a special salt, special barbecue salt that he made up. So yeah, that plus $150, we made it work. All right, so like 75 and 30? 75 and 30, what, 30 wins? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. We, we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. I we'll like discuss. this guy. I like it. I like this. Hey, look. My I'm, man said I'm here to barter, bro. I'm a wing person, bro. I'm sorry. I, I You offer me wings, it's hard for That's me to turn I'm, it down. Because he said he was down for I was like, all right, let me see how much you really yeah. about a barter. Let, let, let me see what you're really about. That's strict, but that's like strictly a homie thing. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. I emphasize. I'm, I'm looking to the camera for this one. That's strictly a homie thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my man needs to get paid. So, now we, I don't know if we get messy, but fuck it. <laughs> so, where is your residency or where's the place you consider yourself? Like, this is where I need that. Uh, right now, Alice uh, Cloak. Um,. After, I mean, after COVID, a lot of shit changed, man. A lot of managers left. A lot of shit switched up. Mm-hmm. So I used to be at a lot of spots and just, you know, don't really f- frequent there now. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of, like, Allison Cloak, I mean, that's the home team. I, I got some of my, like, what am I trying to say? I guess, like, that Cloak was my first residency along with Joy Club. Uh, aside of that, um, working with Scooty. Back Stars Monday. That's what that's what it was. I was like, I, One more I was, time? Like, was like something. Scooty. Back Stars Monday. Back Stars Monday. Yeah, yeah, right next to Marvin's. Used back to be. In that day. Yeah. R.I.P. It was a great spot. Great mm-hmm. spot. A great spot that had great wings. Just want to point that out. Facts. So my question always to the DJs, or well, not even to the DJs, because we've had this conversation here about partying in D.C. Mm-hmm. Someone who's went to Howard has now been DJing all up and through D.C. Yeah. in the area. Where is the spots? You don't have to maybe... Yes, you do have to say names. So <laughs> tell me the spots where you're like, all right, this is the place where it's legit party. It's a fun, good party. So here's the difficulty with that. After pandemic, I can't even say after pandemic, after lockdown, I'll say. Like I said, shit switched up with venues, with managers, with uh, DJs themselves. Now 
it's harder to follow the location and it's easier to follow the DJ or the collective I've or the party itself. That. I've been saying Okay. That. Yeah. It's because it's because here's the thing. That's a, do you think that's an issue? No. Everybody's everybody's trying to make money. That's the thing. So for as a club in DC, which is a transient city, we have people that have been there their whole lives. We have people that have been there for a year. We have people that are only going to be here for a year. We have people that are only going to be here for a weekend. You know what I'm saying? You want to cater to as many people as possible. So on a business level, it makes sense. I can't fault a, a, a club for saying or having a trend of like, oh, Friday nights is more urban or Saturday nights is more pop. Saturday nights is more top 40. Mm. I, it, if it happens, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, it goes along with the, the promoters and the parties that you're booking for these nights. But now, if you want a consistent thing, you're going to have to follow the party, the DJ, the collective, you know? Streets are done. Um, <laughs> Scott Charles is like, I just want to go to one spot. I feel it. I want to wow. know the place where every every Friday night, every third, I want to be on yeah. Monday night. We go here because they I mean, do but this. Anytime we go to Saint X, it's never a bad time. Yeah. I love Saint X. I, I swear on this. I think, but I think Saint X has a lot of personality for a venue. Yes, that's my. Because it has the upstairs, it also has the basement. Did you, did you listen to my episode? When he it, sounds like he did. Because that's what yeah. places need to have personality. Absolutely. People need, people need to feel something. I like Alice because that shit is cool. Yep. The little game bar downstairs is dope as fuck. Exactly. So, you have to get the regular mom and pop storefront right there. Yeah, bro. It's, it's and a, it's a and, no, and the food is fucking great. Amazing. The, that's great it's fucking food. It's such a cheeky situation. Food. If yeah. you really want to go upstairs and, it's not and that expensive, get in shake butt and do all that, go upstairs and have the time. Of your life, you want your little section, you and so that, <laughs> and so that's why one one night I can say Alice Fridays with Joy Club is gonna be a good fucking time. Either way. All right, so I said we we're gonna get messy. So of all the DJs, who like it's too many of y'all. Well, that, I guess that's my issue now. So all right, yeah, follow the DJ, follow the mm-hmm. party. That's cool, but it's like fucking eighty of you guys. So like, how, how do I know? All right. When I come here, this is going to be worth my time. Or who is worth my time? Because I think it's very easy to be like... I, I'm so used to just Charleston right here and just... That's not good. Down. I mean, if you want to spot. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You know. I respect it. I, I just don't partake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> um, Damn. So, so Al, because my thing is that Anytime we ask somebody who's the best, I don't want to say I'm the best. All right, so if none of y'all the best, then what the fuck? I'm just, who, who am I going to? Oh, no. I'll fuck that. i fuck that. I'll say I'm the best. <laughs> okay, so I'll come to yours on Friday. Yeah. Now, Saturday. What if I want to do that? Saturday. I don't have a consistent one. Um, let's see. Damn. Every For like every Saturday? I usually be seeing my this, this, this is my thing. That's, but that's what I'm saying. That's when it comes to following the homies. Yeah, I follow him a lot of nights. Yeah, because if I'm because if I'm not spinning and then the homies are doing something like, then I'm probably going there or I'm in the crib. That's Here's my thing. When I go to New York, I just live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn from like 2016 to 21. Yeah. Me and my homies on a Friday night, we we could say sure. lot 45. Sure. We're going to lot 45. We know. No matter what, Lot 45 is going to have enough women, enough DJ, enough, you know, music, drinks ain't going to be whatever, and it's going to be people. 
it'll be enough people in the building to make it worthwhile coming outside. Yeah. Then shit kind of changed. Niggas like, uh, and and a lot of really black people in that drama. Boom, Cafe Azul. We knew. Heard about it. Yeah. We could go to Cafe or and that and even to this day, I pulled up to New York maybe a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Went down my old block. It was niggas outside cafe having. It. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's that's all I'm asking for DC that no matter what there could be spots things where people could say hey my be, homies my homies from out of town my ho- society then <laughs> You see bro every time I actually ask somebody who parties about lost society they I get this face Well here's no here's the thing saying, people be there you asking for like just driving by and Yeah but the, but that's what I'm saying the cons- that's the consistency is the issue yeah, but that's yeah, for yeah. every spot you know what I'm saying um, for Lost Society, I like Lost Society after the the more after Reven- I've been there more after the uh, the, Reven- the renovations. Yeah. yeah, shit is great in there. They got a good sound system. They got good equipment. Yeah, well, these are you know DJ things that I'm looking at. Um, I mean, as listeners, that that plays a toll. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that shit adds a uh, before the renovations. I didn't know that they had food too. That was something I had to figure out. So, but yeah, I think it's hard when it comes to the consistency because every night could be different. Because we know we already know off rip the Lost Society brunch and day party is totally different from that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they just have a reputation of being the shit for brunch and day parties for sure. You know, um, I think that's why it's difficult. DC has got different priorities, especially when it comes to New York. I, I think it's very hard to compare to New York. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Difficult because New York is just a lot encapsulated in the no, one. No, I'm just saying, like, New York is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can be oh, able, yeah, see, I wasn't you even going to go about you can be in one, I was just talking yeah, about my little... You, you know, I got you. I got you. You can be in one borough and not have to leave and have everything. Yeah. But see, that's my thing about DC. I feel as though you should be able to do that. You should be able to be in the DuPont corridor northwest dc and say hey this is where i'm at tonight hey, and you, i'm going to go some, we know some spots there. and you know me that's my spot so yeah, i go to saint ives i go to hey don't give him too much zebby's i go i'll go, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go <there>. what's, <laughs> what's the cuz we went there and we did the little lunch and we was eating and we was having a good time you like come back and we're gonna party what was oh, that yeah. spot i forgot whatever it was it was next to zebby's i was yeah, yeah. whatever there was but a lot like, going on I, over there I, I, you know, I'm big on like let's have things where like yo, we can walk. You live in a fucking city. You're in a city. Yeah. You shouldn't need to like need to drive across every time. You should be able I got to walk you. back and forth and enjoy your or your transit should be worthwhile. Ain't no way I'm on U Street and if I need to get to A Street, I would will do. I would fucking get on the metro and then yeah. do what? Sixteen dollar Uber. Yeah. Yeah, do what? Get on, the, get on the X too. Get on the metro all the way to somewhere for Titan to get on the red line and go to Union to walk. Yeah. Makes no like the city doesn't. We can go to gallery and get on the train right there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to gallery. Like either way, I'm gonna have to go from the green. I'm gonna have to go up or down to go yeah. up. When I ha- when the place is literally across the city. And I'm drunk. Hey shit. Like, let's make it. Make, and I'm drunk. Make hey, it make shit. sense. That's the thing about New York. If I'm in the Lower East Side, I'm in the Lower East Side, yeah. and I'm going to stay there, and I'm going to go through all these bars, all these places. I'm in Brooklyn. I don't want to find Lower East Side. And why? Because you probably just went all just 
gallivanting all up and through that joint. Damn near. Not even, didn't even gallivant that much. <laughs> you don't have. Got some dinner and some drinks. I had a great time. It's a vibe. Also, I also have to go start going back to New York for leisure. I have to stop going for work. Because I go to work. I go for work and I end up having a bad time. <laughs> What's the worst time you had in New York? Oh, last September. <laughs> Easily. Last September. What September happened? 2022. Um, it was HBCU Classic um, for Howard and Morehouse. Why the fuck is it in New York? I don't know. They bought the fucking contract that year. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. We, the biggest issue. I'm upset about that. Because why the fuck is it in New York? Howard and Morehouse? I feel you. New York? I got it. That shit crazy. It was an RK one of them, yeah. Yeah, it was an RK. Makes sense though. Yeah. Close to DC. Or tried to be. Um <laughs> We're uh we drive up me and DJ, me and DJ Chubby Swag we drive up man. Here's the thing like don't get us wrong like we're not angry people at all you know but that trip made me angry. Um we had to drive basically drive me straight to a gig. Um I do the gig hop out we're about to head to the Airbnb. Our third homie that's uh, currently in DC working and is gonna come up later texts us and say hey don't go to the Airbnb. We say uh, why. We're literally on the way there now. Uh, she says, the lady just canceled and said that somebody, uh, somebody's staying there. And I said, yeah, us. <laughs> Fuck you mean. So we think that she either extended the person's stay or whatever. So now we're in New York with no lodging and we pay for this and it's the weekend. You know what I mean? So it's a lot going on. Of course, we're not getting no refund, quick back. She not even responding. The shit was crazy. <laughs> Again, go back to lifelong friends of what I've talked about earlier. Um, we had to shift our plan and basically stay in Harlem with my homeboy Izzy, the same one who led me to my first time seeing DJ. So, like I said, it pays to have lifelong friends in certain places for sure, because that trip could have gone a lot worse. Uh, but it just even on top of that, um, didn't have the best time with the events there. Of course, we're in New York, but this is still a crowd that's attracted for the classic. So. HBCU people, black people. Um, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm kind of playing the same sets. And even even then, my sets are only like an hour, hour and a half, along with the, you know, lineup of more DJs, which is how it goes. I get it, you know? But I just did not have a good time on top of everything else. I'm very much of a person who likes to have everything organized, especially when I'm in a different location, because uh, I can't be off my equilibrium. I got to have everything on point in a situation so I can go and do what the fuck I need to do, you know? So... Yeah, September 2022, terrible time. And that's why I'm like, I need to go to New York when I have a week off and I need to stay in Brooklyn. I need to mind my fucking business. Do like two gigs that whole week, but fun ones, good ones, you know. What's the best gig in DC that you've done recently? Outside of Alice, because Alice is your thing. Yeah, yeah. Alice is my thing. Shit, that's kind of difficult. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the New Balance Gray Day event that was fun. Mm. That was really fun. Uh, shout out to Bird and Made in the DMV. She hit me up for that. Uh, got some shoes out of it too. Love that. Uh, we love gifts, but no, that was a good one. Cause I sang like Georgetown, another another one of my favorite spots. Uh, and it was just fun. And I only did like an hour, but I played a lot of like people from the city that I fuck with. Uh, Trail, Ade, Goldlink, um, play some Rico as well. Um, and it was just fun. 
it was just a good it was a good smooth hour it was good people around and um, a nice a nice little event you said you're the best DJ if I had to take you out of it give me the top three DJs in the area I can't even give you top three because I'm just going to name everybody in the joy club so that's Sapphire that's Kid Fresh that's Marauder sometime Malcolm Xavier so those are the three I mean they're the best I, put, I was about to say I'll put us up against anybody that's, that's that's what I I finally so I these are the people's parties I need to go to because, yeah because see that's yeah. see that's my thing like Marauder be crying he be with LB and him. yeah okay because I don't think about DJ like once again at this point you guys at this point y'all have told me that y'all are the party like that's what I've yeah. heard from all the DJs they've said that it's not about the venues it's not about this and that it's about the party and the, and I'll say yeah. this it's also more important too because it, as for events, why wouldn't you trust a DJ? So it's DJ strong events, and there's a lot more D. There's so many DJ uh, thrown events now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think that's why I say follow the party, follow the collective, follow the DJ. I mean, I've been saying that. Yeah. yeah, it's I've because now it's evident. Why wouldn't you trust the person that not only plays the music but sees fucking everything? We can see where certain events lack. We can see where certain venues lack because we're in a booth. You know what I'm saying? I'm a lot more technical. I'm, I can't say this for everybody, but I'm a lot more technical. I'm thinking a lot more outside myself when I'm DJing. Of course, I'm focused on the crowd, reading them, seeing where the music is going, but also I'm seeing you know, things that just may not work. Like, damn, why is the dance floor empty? Oh, everybody's at the bar. There's only two bartenders. Everybody's trying to get a drink. They're spending at least 20 minutes over there. Okay, I can chill for a little bit until everybody gets their drink and then comes back. You got to play everything into a factor when you're DJing because that's what affecting the crowd. The crowd is not just affected by you at the music. That's another big thing, and I'm glad I'm here because I want to say this as well. It's funny because this happens a lot. When something goes wrong, the DJ gets blamed first, even when it's not their fucking fault. But when something goes right and the party does well, the DJs are never mentioned first. That I, that needs to change. You know what? I, I can I can actually get all this corrected if y'all really want me to. That is, <laughs> <laughs> y'all really want me to? I can fix this. You're the biggest first issue. We have to get rid of these promoters. At this point, there's no reason. They do nothing. If, they listen. They serve certain purposes. Sir, I will say. But here's my issue. No, if you don't. you just open my eyes up to a very a very great point. As a DJ, Charles, let's open this As a DJ, you you do multiple layers of the job. Yeah, you're not. You just you do the party, you do crowd management, mm-hmm. you do crowd promotion because once again, you're bringing people, and you're you have to put. Hey, I'm here. This I'm yeah. here. This boom. So, in a baked in level, you're doing some of the promoter job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the biggest part of the no, job... No, he's doing the promoter's job. Pretty much. Yeah, but the biggest part of the job, regardless, is your job. Absolutely. The promoter, no matter what the promoter... I don't hear if you're the highest promoter the, promoter... the promoter can bring, bring the people to the space, but if you don't have a DJ, you have nothing. Yeah. If I don't have the right DJ... Right, that too. That too. You have right you have DJ. a bar, cool, but you have yeah. probably like a Spotify playlist, but you have nothing else after that, you know? <laughs> I mean, you can listen to the Spotify playlist in your car. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not nothing special at that point. So agree when it comes into for sure. And that's right, but that also thing. goes to the DJ throne events. Yes, we can definitely do it by ourselves, for sure. We don't always need a promoter. However, okay, I'll say when it comes to there are some, there are some ethical promoters out there. You know what I'm saying? So there's some good guys. Here's the thing. I think we need to find a way to like 
cut the just cut <laughs> them is to a, these niggas to a point. Is like, cause I think if we can get their their influence, cause it feels like their influence is too heavy at this like point. limit their state. Yeah, like That's my thing is that like uh, it feels like they're at like a seventy to like eighty right now, and I need them more at like a four thirty to forty. That's real. Like I need their influence <laughs> not to matter because it seems as though like. It's a few people who, th- who throw parties. He's too, he's too happy for me. And they and because they like have ends with venues or whatever, they can kind of like set set the set the market for lack of better words or Middle dictate man. how ten percent dictate how the industry moves. For, I see what you mean. For what, it, yeah, for what yeah. it's worth. I mean, at the same time, it's it's a honestly it's a never ending debate. But at the same time, even when it comes to promoters fucking up the market and when it comes to parties when it comes to like even the DJ market as well you gotta remember there's always somebody on the other side doing the same thing mm-hmm. so there's a good amount of DJs um, and I can't even like blame most of them I want to say most of them are newer DJs who just may not know their worth just yet but they're still undercutting the game you know what I'm saying they're taking you know subpar okay. um, for an hour per hour mm-hmm. so at the same time thing. there are some niggas who don't need DJing like DJ isn't really like their main thing, and in that case, they're like, "Oh, the money ain't you know nothing. I got money. I got whatever I need already. I just want to be cool." Why y'all trying to be cool being DJs? The streets are done. You can be cool just being your fucking self. That's what I thought. I thought like y'all don't dress fly no more and get money. <laughs> That's not cool no more. Y'all gotta be DJs. Oh Man. God, y'all y'all really don't want to pay for parties. Is this guy to that point? Y'all don't even want to be DJs. I've seen some niggas get their pride hurt having to pay twenty at the door. Here's my thing about paying 20 at any door. Your party has to be like, bro, I'm not about to pay $20 to come go just stand And stand, here. yeah. And that'd and that be my problem with almost all of these parties, bro. I, I lie to you not. It'd be very soda where I'd be like, oh, yeah, y'all, are, we are having fun. I'd be in the island joint. They do be having fun in that joint. So I, I don't I don't be, I'm like, yo, I would pay to go in somewhere if you told me I'm going to have fun. Yeah. But I'm not paying to, I listen, I can sit in my crib, smoke my weed, and listen to my music with my friends right here. Right. And the bottles would not cost that much. I promise you. <laughs> Whole lot cheaper. Also, but like I said, some people just want to be cool. So some people want that experience, but in front of, you know, 50 other people to see them. 50 other people is crazy, especially when these are losers from your hometown. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that was nasty. What? Losers from your hometown? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, what's your favorite place to DJ outside of D.C.? Like, I've seen that argument, like, mm. you know, the crowds and stuff in different places. What, um, is there a place that you like more than here or... Well, let's take you out of it because it's home, home base for you. Particularly, yeah, DC is definitely home base. Atlanta's a lot different. Mm-hmm. What's um, the difference? The di- I mean, the biggest difference is first off the musical selection that you're able to play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can get off certain some some cool shit out there, but ultimately, it's a lot of trap. It's a lot of people from Atlanta. Granted, Atlanta has a good stakehold in the music. That's undeniable. But when you're in Atlanta, you're in Atlanta, you know? So, so, so it's like, cool, do they, but I don't get to have as much freedom as I'd like. Do they like to hear, like, the main street Atlanta people? Like, we know, like, most people both. know? They or? like to hear both. They want to hear the classics. So they okay. still want to, I mean, you can still get off Gucci Mane, I think I love her. But they also want to hear the nigga that's coming up. Yeah. Like, the nigga that just hit. Exactly. Little kids. Exactly. Yeah. But I'll say one thing about Atlanta spots, too. It's always going to be hooker there. 
we walked. I mean, we walked down the street from my homeboy condo to a, a pizza joint. <laughs> they was like, "We got hookah too." I was like, "I'm good. Hookah and DJs. I'm okay." I love Atlanta. Like Atlanta's like the black Wakanda if you really think about it. Oh God! Oh, don't say that. <laughs> you gonna get your hookah before you get your food? Yeah, you gonna get your hookah before you get Why your food. Why do people hate the black Wakanda? Atlanta really just be having shit. Like and Atlanta's just Atlanta's just another city, so bro. Why I say the black Wakanda. Wakanda's a fictional place, though, so it's just like, give it some hope. It's already black, though. <laughs> but it's just like, yes, it's established in theory. the fact that, okay, we established the fact that it's fictional. Okay, cool. But it's also a fictional black place. I guess, I so guess. So why say the black Wakanda? So Atlanta Wakanda? It's like saying Chai-Ti. I hate, I hate saying Atlanta's it's Wakanda a, anyway. It's like Chai-Ti, nigga! Or the, or the Sahara Desert. <laughs> Wait, so we're... Sahara means desert and Already. Chai means tea. Tea. Oh. Yeah. Black, black. Really black. Black, really black. Tea. Black as fuck. Black, black. <laughs> hey, what's going on? What's wrong with you, bro? Like, why are you? You've never been a hater like this. This is, this is normally my lane to know, be a hater. I know. But you're really, I'm so surprised. Like, I'm normally the one who's hating. This I is think crazy. I want to say a big thing about the Atlanta Wakanda thing. Oh, damn, work, Charles. You got to excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about the Atlanta Wakanda. Uh, T.I. ruined that. <laughs> Yeah, T.I. ruined So when all the when the protests were happening and fucking yeah, police were tripping, yeah. you remember he got up there with Killer Mike and yeah. fucking Keisha he was over there talking about, this is good, we don't do this. Yeah. Nigga, yes we do. Yeah. See, when you say it in that aspect, it's not cool. It's okay. like, he, 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 but he fucked it up. Yeah, when you joke about it. He fucked like, up a lot of shit. He fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi B said her her man be tossing bitches to the tiny. Oh my God. That's some sick shit. That was funny. I was like, they letting Shawty's get away with that. Some sick shit. I was like, I appreciate you see the nigga try to do like comedy. Like, oh, yeah. hey, look at me. Stop. <laughs> Take your ass home. <laughs> to, Wakanda. <laughs> to Wakanda. To <laughs> Wakanda. Yo. You're rich. You can do whatever you want. You out here doing stand up comedy. And then, and then he had the situation getting mad, get mad they, like, at black women good, comics that you not, that they, that they trying to berate them. Like, yeah. come on, bro. You're doing everything yeah. wrong. Yeah, Tim, Tim is an interesting character. Yeah, man. But he makes he made him some classics, so good for him. It's like you say that, but then it's like, damn, you can't, you made them classics and then choose to be a lame nigga in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about making classics, though. That's why... That's why you make. That's why you make classics. You did all that good shit in the past, and you came and fucked it up. But see, that's why niggas make classics. I understand. Once you I get do it. That, we kind of let you get away with lame shit. Yeah, and that's the fucked up part. Yeah, game that's the, the fucked up part. But the thing about it that we've been doing that. We've been doing that for like the eternity of history. Yeah. So it's not even like some new shit. So yeah. like, you know, lame niggas definitely existed in prehistoric times. Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. I like can imagine a lame nigga. Yeah, hater like, ass nigga. Like, come on, bro. Like, big bad vibes. You know, so but it happens. It's tragic. Very tragic. Hater ass nigga. Lame ass nigga. We got breakfast named after him though. You see what I'm saying? Like niggas be. I ain't, I ain't never ate them shits. I'm sorry. You never uh, you don't you don't do the egg Betty? I'm a I'm a strict like scrambled egg, egg type of guy. You're a strict like scrambled so you don't do egg. yolk. No, nah, I can't do it. I'm a fried egg or like some shit like <laughs> that. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> wow. If I'm eating eggs, it's scrambled. I'm not gonna lie, that's one of the Caucasian things that I've been getting into later on in life that I like. The yolk? Yeah. Nah. Like a good runny egg. Can't oh do man. It. You know, like a little post egg. Wow. Why does she leaking? Like I can't, I can't do it. Nigga said post egg. Why does she leaking, bro? Might as well just eat an egg. Yeah. Just crack that bitch. <laughs> Say you're wrong, baby. Fuck it. <laughs> 
Listen, there's something about the way it's not thank you, but like you guys gotta get culture, man. Really, it's, it's really good. culture. <laughs> I don't know, but I like to think that too. That's that's fair. Feel better. I'm just not a big egg person, period. That's though, fair. So. That's also fair too. I fuck with eggs, not consistently. Like yeah. But um, and the thing is that like before this, like before this, like this is like a mid twenties later thing. Like prior to this, like no post egg for me ever. Like fried and scrambled. But like as I've been d- diving into Caucasity, it's been nice. Some some of it has been. Let's nice. expand on that. Let's, talk to me. What what else like? So what else? When you're diving into Caucasity, mm-hmm. we're getting into yolks. Mm-hmm. What other aspects of life are you now experiencing? <laughs> well, this is more like a college thing because I went to Temple. I got you. So, oh, got you. So a little bit because I, I was big into oh, I was was lit though. I was big into finding the Caucasity. Mm-hmm. So some of the Caucasity was you was that guy on campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was with, I was definitely I hung out with a bunch of white people my freshman year, yeah. and I used to always go to their apartment on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. First time I just seen Coke like casually. Yeah, casually. Exactly. Yep. You know, like people just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can do that. Can you uh, your Brooklyn head that? Yeah. Like, yeah. And they, and they, and that was nice about it. Very, very, very good people. Yeah, polite as fuck around some Coke. Right? So I, I'm I'm a big fan. You know, I've done some white drugs for sure. Some people like you did that. Like, yeah, yeah, berries yeah. around cocaine. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Coke the key to ending racism? Honestly, <laughs> from Charles' stories that he's told me, bro, I wouldn't yes. say it's the key to ending racism, but I will say it does help spur, you know, some, heal- some healing every now and then. The good vibes. The, the good vibes to, to, That's crazy. They were loving in the 70s, man. Just, hey. Yeah, we saw them. You know. Hey. Um, other dives into called Cassidy, like you know, like wilderness shit. I don't know if that's like big or more called Cassidy, but I feel like in America it is. Like if I was back in the homeland, yeah, you know, there wouldn't be so much. But here, I think that's a more caucastic vibe. Fair enough. So um, karaoke, I don't know if that's a caucastic. Vibe. I'm, I'm seeing more. I'm seeing more black. Yeah, well, it is Japanese first and foremost for sure. Well, they're they're caucastic adjacent. <laughs> Touche, mountains is close. Eurasia. Fair. They're one. You know, you know I'm big on the Eurasia. They're one. Like, people need a... Asian Caucus? Come on, man. I'm just saying. So there, there's some things out there. I you know, there's the, I believe the mountains divide. Um, my, I don't know if you heard earlier, but I'm big into like Clark's and boat shoes, yeah. and, like moccasins. So you know, like I'm listen. I'm, I'm gonna say moccasins. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, my I know spirit, exactly what he meant. Spirit yeah. game is elite, man. Damn, they got different types it's of spirits. Americans are what? I, I knew they had like different colors here and there, but they do they got so they got numbers or they got like model names, just yeah, like yeah, you got you know I don't know them off the top. Of oh head. yeah, yeah, fair they enough. They got like the joints with the fur inside got a name. Yeah, they got the joints that is more loafer style. Like it, it gets it gets busy. It gets busy with the. Uh, he went to private school too, though. Yeah, my, uh, okay. I went to Catholic school yeah. and all and all, off and on throughout school, like gotcha. elementary, gotcha. middle, high school. Ooh, we went to public school. Mm. <laughs> I mean, niggas ain't wearing spurs. Mm-hmm. I was wearing bait. I ain't had that. Yeah, I was wearing bait. <laughs> and I was wearing spurs. <laughs> 
We love that. It's a little different. So it's like one of the models named like the Titanic or some shit. Like I'm curious now. <laughs> no, I think they're like just like Great Wolford. Like you know, it's like some. Real, oh, they be like, coming up with some shit. Yeah, yeah, like some real like English type of. I'm big on the Brits too. Hey, that was a question <laughs> I had. Talk to me. What's your What's your stance on like playing like the UK music, the I love UK it. teens? I love it. What's your favorite UK artist? Uh, right now, Dave. Mm. I fuck with Dave a lot. Um, that freestyle he did on Victory Lab was crazy. Okay, it was amazing. I would like to ask this question. What's up to the panel? The Central Sea has he's, spray tan. He's Guyanese. I found that I out the other that. day. We had this conversation. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. He's like, "Have guy spray tan? That's crazy." Hey, bro. A grown man having a spray tan is kind of wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, According to the person I was talking to, they were yeah, like, "Eat Guyanese." And she was like, "She was like." Yeah, Guyanese, you know, Guyanese niggas be whatever. And then, which is funny because I'm half Guyanese, so. Mm. Yeah. You kind of look like my man Bab, like you could be his cousin. He Guyanese. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't. It's my dad's side. I really wouldn't. <laughs> That's a vibe. I'm pretty sure I'm cousins with my homie Al Hostile, for sure. I'm pretty sure. All right, so. You Guyanese as well? Huh? Yeah. So you like so so you do like the UK the UK vibes. Yeah. Um, is there any type of music that you're just like country? What? So there's no Garth Brooks, no Tim McGraw. Fuck no. No. Uh, the only Tim McGraw that uh, passes is uh, the joint with Nelly. Yeah. Over and over again. That is the only one. Actually, no, it's two. Because of my great grandma, my great grandma liked country music to an extent. So she used to watch CMT sometimes in between her stories. You won't got no Dolly Parton in the in the mix. No, Jolene. Okay, Jolene is good. I'm not playing it. <laughs> But I respect it. Yeah, I follow oh, Jelly Roll. Yeah, oh, I just heard about him recently. Yeah, I follow Jelly Roll. He, he cool. He yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I just I heard about him. Who he was as a person watching podcasts. I also respect fat niggas doing, you know, succeeding anything. Yeah, but fat nigga supremacy. Can we talk know? about that for a little bit? You said fat nigga supremacy. Yeah. yeah. So the greatest rapper of all time is a fat nigga. Facts. So you got that. Okay. Um, Biggie. Yeah, it took me a minute. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I had to okay. run through the Rolodex of Fat Nigga. It's okay. The Rolodex. I love when you do this. The Smash Fat Nigga. Everything I was about to the say. Fat Nigga Index. What's the Fat Nigga Index? <laughs> the Fat Nigga Index is basically any Fat Nigga that uh, somebody has compared you to or said that you look like, but you actually don't. <laughs> What's the worst one you've got? Uh, Keenan Thompson. Okay. I just don't see it. I don't see any resemblance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't see any resemblance, whatever. No, I don't see it either. I haven't heard that one. Really? Ever. You heard Biggie, though. Biggie. Biggie, um, Earthquake, the comedian. Um, okay. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce the comedian. You um, literally like. I can see Bruce, Bruce right? more than. But that's what I'm saying. We don't. Bruce, Bruce more than we don't look like each other. We just big and dark skin. Yeah. That's nasty. But you're darker than Earthquake. Actually, yeah. He's darker than most of these people who he's named so far, <laughs> except for Biggie. But it don't matter to niggas who general. Bruce Bruce black though. Yeah, Bruce Bruce is pretty. You know, but not black as hell. Another trick. Nothing ain't going on being black. Oh, you're good. It's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm good. I'm I wish I was actually darker like you. Really? I'm not as dark enough. Like, I be trying to, sometimes I be trying to blame the dark skin. They be like, you're not dark skin. I be like, what? That's crazy, right? That's crazy. 
talk about that's why I like when other dark skinned niggas get around because then I we, can really, really. we can really we can really we can really we can really have a combo. I niggas, I niggas, could, niggas talk about you know I'm like I'm not dark skinned. Just out here looking like crazy. that's a little wild to say. That's pretty wild to say. That's wild, yeah, right? That's pretty wild to say. <laughs> you, my brother, hold on. Look, that's what I'm saying. Niggas like, but I ain't dark skinned. Right, right. I ain't with the game. Like, I'm like, five. I can't get involved with. Yeah. Damn. Stay over there. Stay over there. We, hey, brother, I ain't mean to stay, stay over there. <laughs> I didn't mean the colonizers are crazy. Oh my god, said. that's a wild thing, that's a bro. Wild thing I ain't mean to colonize, like, brother. On the couch, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You could have just said nothing. Would you? You the, uh, you the special agent in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> They be telling that nigga every day, bro. <laughs> See? Just like oh real life. Oh, my God. This shit is really, <laughs> shit is really wicked. All right, let's, let's finish with some music before we get out of here, because we are fooling now. We started fooling. Say, we've been fooling. We've been fooling. Have a great time. We started with biracial talk. I just want everyone to remember That's that. exactly what it started with. This, wow. This started with... It's full circle. <laughs> Can we... <laughs> you know... All right, so here's my thing. <laughs> Do you make playlists for women? Because I was going to ask you. Oh, the, brother. Because uh. <laughs> I, I always thought, like, the DJ always be getting some shots. Like, you got to have, like, a, like, plethora of, like, shots. Like, oh, hey, you know, what's going on? Da, da, da. Hey, so, like, God. do you, like, make playlists for them? And oh, if so, <laughs> like, how do you differentiate who gets which one? <laughs> Damn. Formulating. <laughs> Take your time. So it's politically correct. Uh, it has happened in the past. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cut. Battery. He was like, wow, like I say, let me get these thoughts together. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> Charles didn't even finish the question. He said, oh, brother. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, fuck. Because I was just like, ah, oh, damn, this is something I'm going to have to think about. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Gotta be sure not to piss nobody off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I will. Hey. So you said this. <laughs> Give it a text message. <laughs> Don't worry. No one's watch gonna, the pot. I watched the pot. Don't worry. No one's gonna watch this. <laughs> no one's ever gonna watch this deep. They never watch it. Yeah, no one's gonna. She's not gonna see this. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's And if she does. That means it was a hell of an interview. I'll be getting random support sometimes. <laughs> he likes crazy. Shut the fuck up. You like crazy That's women too? Half ass. I'm not gonna say I like. I'm not gonna say I like. No, they don't. They don't watch. I'm not gonna. Hey, I'm not gonna shoot her off. Look who's in. I told you they would watch. She's searching for something. What you get? It's not with me though. I don't know what she's looking for. I haven't been there in a while. But <laughs> what she's looking for? What? Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, That's we talk. Oh, we talk here. too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. But, hey, man, you know. So it's not with me. I don't know what she's looking for, but it's not with me. 
And I think that's the problem. Boys. That, just that like, she doesn't know what she's looking for or it's not here. Because she thinks it's here. Yeah, but it's not. It's, we know it's here. Yeah, absolutely. And I, but that's the thing. You can warn her as much time as possible. And she thinks it's a joke. Oh, you're so funny. Yeah. You silly. Yo, you make me laugh so much. The truth right and then six months later, is you always playing about some shit. We're not recording for real. This mm-hmm. this fun. This be hilarious bloopers. Uh, but no, six months no, later is always you always you. Oh no, I hip. I'm hip. I see it. I see it. I see it. That nigga was like, I'm not missing shit. Um, no, when James edits this back, he's gonna have a blast. We covered a lot. We we covered a lot. How long have we been? Yeah, honestly, probably like an hour. Like an hour, like fifteen. Oh, 30 minutes. An hour and a fifteen? No shot. Well, I'll hear. An hour and fifteen? Yeah. Maybe like a little I do. Yeah, right, right, right. The nigga recording would definitely would know. Yeah, for sure. I do shit more often, man. Hey, man, I've been trying to get you here. You just. Nah, 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 nah. Don't. He's got to pay rent, man. No, well, you're fine. Then I just seen you cooking s'mores in the middle of July. Hey, my bosses love the fuck out of that. Yeah, we did. They did? Yes. That's all right. You know what's crazy? When y'all left, a bunch of fucking people gathered around that fire. Thank God. We could kind of tell, too. No, like, because they had a bunch of kids and stuff that were, like, coming up when we were leaving. Kids will fucking go crazy over that shit. Bro. And we tried, and we tried. <laughs> nah, but the crazy part was we tried to get the niggas an extra s'more, and they were like, nah, I think no. we're good. I'm like, I'm like, take the fucking s'more, nigga. And I left the day party drunk and hot as shit, and I'm just like, How was it? Like, oh, it was amazing. I had a blast. The one that you were coming from? I left out to smoke, saw y'all, talked to y'all, went back, <laughs> smoked in front of the gym right quick. Police told me put my J out, went back Hilarious. inside. Wait, yeah. yeah. Went back inside, um, took a shot with the bartender. I knew that I was working there. Came back, went downstairs. She was like, roll up. I'll be downstairs in a second. Security left me alone this time because they know who I knew. And then... I rolled up, me and her smoked right quick, and then I smoked like half the J with her, and then I was just like, you can have that jump, and I left. So it wasn't really the party? No, the party was amazing. Like, because of I didn't the, expect that at first. The DJ was trash, don't get me wrong, the music was trash. But if that's the question you're asking, but yeah, I was still like walking around talking to the milk, though. The milk was loving me. You have questions. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I see them. I see your yeah. mind going. What's the, I mean? What's like the what's the casual cop, casual conversation that's happening? And like a time like this um, with the milk. For one, they're walking up to me because I'm like, I can dead ass say I was probably the only nigga dressed the way I was dressed. Fair enough. And then <laughs> it's just like. I'm not really talking to nobody. It's evident I'm here by myself. And I know the bartender, and I'm drinking for free. So, because it's just like they're waiting in line, and then I'm just walking. Coming over to the side. Yeah, and just like, and she's just like, what you need? And then it's just like, I need this. And then she was like, all right, bet. So I said, hey, that black guy must be something. And then they walk up to me when I'm getting the jump. 
after I get my drink, and then they're just like, hey, what's your name? My name's Musa. And then the conversation goes like, hey, what's your name? It's like, hey, what's your name? You work here? (laughs) (laughs) They're always like, with white women, it's like, everything they say is a question. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's not a question. A leading question. Yeah, yeah, a leading question. Like, are you an attorney? Like, is this, what's going on? Are we back? <laughs> and you play this for a I'm about to say, that's what oh, yeah. you were thinking about that. Yeah, I was. For a while, actually. I'm not going <laughs> to um, No. So, abundant playlists don't exist for me. Okay. So, I have a couple um, of shit that I've made mainly for myself. I don't really make public playlists anymore. Because mm. um, I'm always listening to music. Um, do Playlists exist for certain women. They have in the past. Um, it either served a purpose or was curated for in the past, yeah. Um, but yeah, not really anymore. Is that because you couldn't express your emotions with words, or is that because you just felt... Oh, this? I can express every emotion with a word. Huh. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I'll, I, heard, I'll, I heard that's what the kids were talking about on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, the inability of emotional expression. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. And so they say music. I'm pretty. Oh, so no, oh, like general music guy. Yeah. I don't know if that's always true. I know some people that can oh can like are better expressing through music than regular words. That does exist. Um, but a complete inability. I haven't personally seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'll say what I need to say. But that's about it. Like, as soon as I'm done talking, that's it. You're not getting much more out of me. Because I've already explained it exactly how it's supposed to be explained. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know if you was giving the shorties playlist, but you're not giving That's why I said. It has happened in the past. In the past, though. It's not, it's not good. Oh, is he still? <laughs> you, oh, you were expecting something a little bit more? <laughs> nah, man. This is a good job. I'm enlightened now. Because now. <laughs> now the shit tracks. So it's like you can send a playlist Ooh. and then you kind of got to. Mm, you could, what you could do. Okay. Not saying it's being done. Okay. What you could do. This, this is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, if, 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 if you make it already, right? Okay. Yes. Um, at least I, I use Apple Music primarily because mm-hmm. I got all my iTunes shit on there already. That's right. um, you could make the playlist, mm-hmm. send it to where it needs to be sent, you know, if the situation goes awry mm-hmm. or isn't as, you know, copacetic, uh, as, copacetic as it once was, mm-hmm. you know. Take it, just take it off the profile. You don't got to delete it. Mm. And change the name to whatever it may need to be. And, you know. That's that's see, that's all I was trying to you know just say. That's fair. Like I said, it's not. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not saying it's happening not at all. It is or it's not. But you know, if in my did, in my studies, if it could, studies, I've learned a few. If things. it would, yeah, it would happen like that. Basically, okay. Yeah. That's respectful. I'm a, I'm a troubleshooter. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always finding ways to solve solutions. I love that. We're wearing light now. That's what you said. That's yeah, what you said. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You did not say that. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this jewelry you have. What's up? This Joy Club. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Let's get into Joy gang. Club. Let's talk about Joy Club. So um, no, no. <laughs> We're a collective of DJs that uh, throw events <laughs> meant to make you move. You know, meant to make you move. Meant to make you move. Um, I 
mean, history starts with uh, Cam Dooley and Malcolm Xavier. I wasn't a part of Joy Club then, but I worked pretty closely with them when I was coming up. Like I said, Club was my first residency with Joy Club. <laughs> I actually met Malcolm Xavier at an event he was hosting at Union Stage. Um, I had to do soundcheck for Chubby Swag because he was coming from a trip somewhere. He was running a little late. So I set up his equipment, did soundcheck for him. He did the event with Malcolm. Uh, ran into Malcolm. I told him straight up. I was like, what's up, bro? I'm, you know, I'm a DJ. Uh, you can ask Chubby about me. Um, if you need any DJ for anything, let me know. Two weeks later, he hit me up. Um, he said, we're doing a happy hour. Um, they had already had the Tuesday parties on lock. And I had been there before, so that's how I knew him. I went to, I was lucky enough to get in for the one that uh, was a Smino after party. Back when Smino just like, had just hit up from SoundCloud. So I have very vivid memories from that, from that night. Because I remember hearing them DJ and being like, damn, this is what I want to DJ like. Like, I want to play these songs out in public. And they're doing it. And the audience that is with them is actually rocking. I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. Uh, that same night, I got violently drunk, and I was uh, violent. I was rapping. I was rapping "Devil in a Devil in a New Dress" like it was a love song to my dead girlfriend. It was. Yeah, I can still consider it a love song, but I you would have thought I wrote that bitch the way I was performing. Is it not? I think it's a love song. Uh, what, are you, I, what, are we, what are we doing here? I thought I was the asshole. I guess it's rubbing off. You know what I mean? <laughs> crazy, crazy uh, feature from Rick Ross, and this feature verse actually related to the song. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> Run back Rick Ross features from that era. That nigga wasn't talking about shit. It's two different topics, Charles. I was not trying to do anything. I'm one, because I don't think that 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 song is a love song. One, it is. I think you should look at it again. You should. <laughs> I shall. Two. That's hilarious about the Rick Ross. Oh, yeah, but it's true. But it's true. Uh, what did he do? Royals. Why was he on Royals with Lord? Lord D. Is it Lord D? I don't know. Uh, it's Lord. It's Lord. Uh, Either way. Why the fuck was he on there? Not rapping about shit she was talking about. I don't even know what the fuck she was talking about. That nigga get on the verse. That nigga get on the hook. Honestly, that's my favorite that's my favorite thing about pop music. Most of the songs are just degenerate songs about like coke and like yeah. and everyone's like, this is my favorite song in or, uh, yeah. or like pumped up kicks. Like to talk about Pumped I, Up Kicks is actually some fucked up shit. Oh, uh, for us? Yeah. Oh. It's about a school shooting. Uh, I like that. what? Pumped up kicks by Foster the People. I don't know what that is. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. I heard that. After my gun. <laughs> oh, at, yeah. It's about a school shooting. It's fucked up. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I love them rock songs. I'm supposed to be mad degenerate. Just and depressing, yeah. I mean, it's all, but this is also, I love conversations like this because it's also things like uh, people having to realize that, hey, y'all, it wasn't a happy song. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Your mama. Like, dancing at the disco. And they're just, they was getting that shit, but it's not happy at all. It's a song about someone cheating at their wedding. Bro, like, why are we staying together after we do each other so wrong? Yeah. That shit fucked up. Oh, because our parents did? Fuck that. Great song. Great song. (laughs) But um, back to Joy Club. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Malcolm hit me up two weeks later. But this is how conversations are supposed to flow. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, Malcolm, you know, two weeks later, we did the uh, the Joy Hour residency. 
Um, I had a great time. Learned a lot. Learned a lot about equipment in that time because that was my first like weekly residency where I was going back to the same equipment. And I used to be the nigga carrying the controller up to uh, the booth at Clothing. If you don't know, Clothing oh, wow. is a trapdoor booth to another trapdoor. So it's not easy, especially for niggas of size. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was learning a lot. Uh, that's when I got comfortable with CDJs and um, battle style mixers. That's like you carrying crates. Damn near, damn near. Not as extensive, because yeah. I could not imagine carrying, carrying four crates, crates worth yeah. of shit into a party. But, um, but yeah, I had a lot of shit up there. Um, but yeah, we did that. Uh, and then they enjoyed the way I DJ. So I was working with Marauder. I was working with Sometime. Um, anytime they had a space, they gave me a call. And then um, officially I was called um, March of last year. Yeah. And then um, now I represent Drug Club. Mm. What a very, very big achievement. Uh, like I said, being at that time, being at that party at Club. <laughs> And then get into this moment. It's a great feeling. That's all right. Yeah. Um, any last words you have for the people about DJing, music, life, anything? Um, depending on how fast this episode gets out. First off, Jet Fest, August 11th to the 13th. Um, that's happening if you're in D.C. Follow me at DJ Jordan Jetson for all the info, everything that you may need. Um, anything else for the people, for the masses? Not much, man. It's Joy Club, the dynasty is homegrown forever. Um, I appreciate all the love and support. And like I said, we the best at this shit. Finally, someone with the gall to say they're the best. I don't think that shit is a problem. Besides us. Yeah. I don't think that sh- I really don't think that shit is a problem. Like, why would I not feel that way about myself? And Pope, because his name is literally Sneaker Pope. Yeah. He's the highest of the high. Right. Religiously, even. Religiously. <laughs> like, and it also just happens to be his last name. Yeah. I mean, the way I, the way he's doing them shoes, he is definitely saving them in a holy way, for sure. <laughs> that is for certain. I love it. Um, Alice, Friday nights? Alice, Friday nights. Come see us, man. Um, Joy Club will be there. If I'm not DJing, I'm, I'm in the building. You'll probably catch me in the corner eating some fried rice. Shrimp fried rice specifically. Can we get the full Jet Fest lineup one more time? Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Oh, yeah, Jet Fest. Fest. It's yeah. 8, 11, uh, August 11th to the 13th. My birthday is the 10th. Um, so niggas born this on is, the 10th. This is the, hey. Um, yeah, so this is the fifth annual Jet Fest. Um, it was a party that started crazy enough. It wasn't even supposed to start. But um, Chubby Swag, again, like I said, that's my brother, man. Um, he convinced me to throw my birthday party for the first year uh, back in 2019, technically. Uh, 2020. As well, too. Huh? Yes, that's essentially how we met because I was working at Sandlot. And uh, he was like, when's your birthday? I said, August 10th. He said, nigga. <laughs> We really brother. I said absolutely, <laughs> which we kind of knew from the jump. You know, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, this is the fifth year. The biggest is also my tenth year in DC. So it was a really, it's okay. a really special moment. Yeah, so, so um, make some noise for that. Yeah, for sure. Real nigga for sure. Be just a transplant. So nah, for real. Around. But that's why I was telling a lot of people I graduated, and then you you start seeing the city for what it is outside of that college bubble, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, it's really some shit out here. So you can have a good time, and it's a lot of history and a lot of culture. Chicago, yeah, you went from Atlanta to DC. Right. 
and now and here we are. Mm-hmm. So you know, who knows? This may be an extension of my family. You know, I love it. Um, but yeah, August eleventh will be at Alice. Like I said, Alice Fridays will be there in the nighttime. Saturday will be at Sandlot Georgetown uh, for the day party, and then Sunday we're having brunch ish at uh, 801 on U Street. A lot of places, they, these three places, you know, I, I have relationships with um, venues and restaurants. I like going places where I'm comfortable. I like going places where I know people, you know, where I know the staff are good people as well. And um, these are places that um, I've made money for, made money with, and I'm, I'm happy to have them a part of this. This is the first time we've done a whole weekend. Usually it's just one party. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my mom's idea. She got to come out last year. She experienced me as a as DJ Jordan Jetson mm-hmm. in D.C. for the first time. And uh, she had a fucking blast. So she goes back to Atlanta two weeks later. She calls me. She says, hey, check your email. I check my email. Why does she make an itinerary for a weekend? You know? So um, it's a culmination of love and support from the start of my career when I didn't even want to put DJ in the beginning of my name to now where I'm a DJ that throws events, you know? So. I love it. Of the whole weekend of the. Let's make some fucking noise today. All right, last words to the people. I know you. You told them about your socials. Any words yeah. of wisdom? At DJ Jordan Jackson on everything. Uh, words of wisdom. I will say. Make sure you believe in you. That's that's that. Make sure you believe in you, man. Because if you don't do it, who else will? Ain't that the damn truth? Yeah. All right, that was a good episode. Man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Not the last either. Not the last. Hey, that's what we like to hear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Make an arrow.